What's up, y'all? Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It's March 7th, 2023. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark Agee. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? We got a you know fun show today about uh, some big big brain damn bullshit that uh, mm -hmm. hurting people to win over non-existent votes. Um, it's I found it pretty frustrating, but uh, we got some fun stuff before we get to that. Um, before we get to the show, it feels like Tucker Carlson overstepped. He finally started airing that all that January 6th footage he got from um, uh, Kevin McCarthy as part of his deal to become speaker. Yeah. Uh, agreed to hand over 40,000 hours of unedited January 6th footage to Tucker Carlson. Yeah, that's such yeah. a wild like condition for the Speaker of the House to have to agree to in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To give the to give all that footage to like, you know, the nation's preeminent right-wing propagandist. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that's just public information and everybody knows it. It's pretty crazy. But so anyway, yeah. that happened and and now what's uh, what's Tucker done with it? He's pissed well, him he, off. He talked, narrated over the footage that we've all seen, saying that the stuff we're seeing on the screen didn't happen or something. It didn't it didn't make any sense. Like he said that the, the footage of, Jan, of Josh Hawley running away was a lie because other people also ran away. It doesn't really make sense. Um, the point of roasting Josh Hawley was he he egged the protesters on. That's why they're making fun of him for running. Everybody was running. Nobody wanted to fucking die. But anyway, it feels like he overstepped because Mitch McConnell slammed it today and a bunch of uh, Tom Tillis said it was bullshit. And like, so you got the rare uh, Republican senators versus Fox News thing, even though a bunch of House members, you know, House members tend to be more crazy were on the floor saying that we got this proves that all of January 6th was a setup and we got to release all the prisoners. Anyway, uh, it'd be fun to watch them eat, eat, eat each other alive because it, it, it's such a weird thing. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, I'm into it, but, you know, they'll be back uh, suckling the teat before too long, I'm sure. Like, right. uh, it won't last too, It won't last uh, very much longer, I'm assuming. But it's like, it's so weird. They have such a parallel, Fox News viewers have such like a parallel universe they live in, that they'll never see Mitch McConnell, you know, call out Tucker or Tom Tillis or whatever. But I was thinking, like, they could just pretend Trump's president and be happy. Their viewers would never know if Trump that Trump wasn't president. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, that's funny yeah just do some yeah just do a whole fantasy camp thing for them the whole yeah. time just pretend that's a good idea mark i don't know how you get them well i mean they would make the same money either way right <laughs> you can maybe sell them on that i don't know if you could but somebody could sell them on that you know uh because that's yeah. an interesting idea just present this fabric they already present a fabricated version of america but do the one well but see they don't want them to be happy like that's the that's the problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they want them to be fucking riled up, not mm -hmm. content. So they'd be more inclined to do the opposite. It like if Trump was president, still present a version of America where Biden's pulling the strings and everything is fucking terrible. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Just to keep everybody pissed off. Because that's yeah, what big I mean, he's at. You're right. Their ratings are always way higher when a Democrat's in office. Just like MSNBC ratings boom when uh when Trump when Trump was in office. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, Tucker was a <laughs> fucking shit bag, especially to put good to push for this hard after he got caught in court filings, texting that his viewers are idiots and he knows the election wasn't stolen. So there we go. Um, all right. This, so this story came out today. You want to talk about some spy shit, Trey? I love spy shit. Well, I love like fake spy shit. Usually, yeah, you know, spy move. Like I love Tom Clancy or whatever, yeah. uh, but real spy shit is often infuriating. I find, but yeah. yes, sure, let's talk about for it for sure. Because like movie spy shit is like doing parkour on the top of a train trying to retrieve stolen documents. Like <laughs> right, real, real exactly, real spy shit is like you know doing ecstasy with a member of the Saudi royal family, so he'll tell you which members of his families are pedophiles, so you can blackmail them. Um, so, the, so. It came out today that sources inside the U.S. government, that's the, the multiple sources, but say that they think someone affiliated with Ukraine are who blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. All right. Remember what we talked about a little bit when they, when, when they had blow, blown up like early earlier in the Ukraine war? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, the pipeline and, that supplies Russian natural gas to Western Europe or Germany right. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Ukraine, obviously the number one suspect, they had the most clear motive. Um, but like the thing about spy shit like this is, you 
all you ever see is smoke, right? No one ever tells you where the fire is. So it, it leaves open the door open for a lot of conspiracy theorizing or just like reading tea leaves. So like it, number one suspect Ukraine, number two, us to try to keep, you know, Europe from fucking going, uh, you know, wobbly legged in the face of Russia. Cause they, they didn't want to be cold this winter. Um, and then, like, then you get into like third and fourth tier things, where like somebody doing it to like frame Ukraine or frame us to escalate tensions. Then you get into like bond bill and stuff, where like maybe somebody had shorted Russian natural gas gas companies, like in the plot of Casino Royale, they were trying to do a terrorist wealth plan. It doesn't matter. Like, it's like <laughs> everybody's just fucking guessing. But the, so the question is like, why this week? And the the real answer is, and Matt wanted to talk about this a couple weeks ago. We're kicking around story ideas. Seymour Hirsch um, wrote. See, you know who Seymour Hersh is, Trey? Familiar with work? Uh, only because of the outline. I, uh, I didn't recognize the name, but he like he uncovered the My Lai Massacre and uh-huh. a bunch of other like major moments in American uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Military espionage history. Yeah. Or, yeah. Right. That type. Of, yeah. So he's a pretty legendary investigative reporter, but he's also he's got he's sort of gone off the uh, pretty far out of the mainstream uh, the last couple uh, years. Like for example, yeah, he's he old said, as shit, right? He's right. Like, yeah. So like he he said he wrote a whole uh, book, I think, or at least a long investigative piece that like we didn't kill Osama bin Laden, that the Pakistanis handed him over. Oh, we didn't do the raid. We they handed him over, and we executed him. And that doesn't make any sense to me as far as what I know about Pakistani politics or how the intelligence services work. It also doesn't make any sense because, like, the bin Laden raid didn't go perfect. Like, we crashed a helicopter and had to shoot a couple unarmed women, right? There's also the thing, like, the crash in the helicopter revealed that we have stealth Blackhawks, which I guess they'd rather not do. But then you get into the conspiracy theory part. It's like, well, other companies, other countries' intelligence agencies would have known we have stealth Blackhawks. So us revealing it gave away nothing while making it look more real because of the helicopter crash. But uh, you got to also deal with the fact that some Pakistani dude who lived in the neighborhood live tweeted it. Remember that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so going back to this article, Cy Hirsch had wrote this whole piece based on one source. And he also made the mistake of using a bunch of specifics about what, what Norwegian ships were used. And those, the, there were public, there was public tracking data available. So that was pretty easily debunked as far as the rest of it. I don't know. But he said that Joe Biden ordered the Navy SEALs to do it, and we partnered up with Norway to do it. So, But it is weird that the intelligence community felt the need to respond to a blog post by an old guy working in his basement. <laughs> right? right. Uh, yeah, but he's like, you know, I mean, I know he's gotten older and whatever, crazy. He's lost some of his cachet, but he's still like, you know, he's a, you know, he's a name in that world. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people taking it seriously, but then it was then a bunch of people debunked it, and, I don't, and none of us will ever fucking know who blew it up, right? I don't like it's just, it doesn't. Anyway, whoever blew it up probably didn't need to because it was an unseasonably warm winter in Europe, and Germany actually ended ended the winter with more natural gas reserves than they usually have, even despite not having Russian gas. So, like, thank you. Uh, you know, to global warming, global for warming, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, climate change for the win, aiding the war yeah. effort. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before uh, before we move on, though, just because I'm dumb, will you explain to me the the version where we did it? Like, why why is it that we did it? We wanted Europe to to not well, be beholden to Russia, right? So uh, to not be incentivized to kowtow to Russia because of the gas so they couldn't have the gas held over their head if right. the option wasn't there. Okay. All right. Like Germany's supplying a lot of weapons to Ukraine too. And uh, at least nominally being vocally in support of the war effort and in support of, uh, you know, Ukraine joining NATO, I think. So it's a, uh, uh, yeah, we, we, it would do, we would do it to remove the leverage Russia had over Europe if we did it, but somebody with a lot of skills dove to the bottom of the Baltic sea with a thousand pounds of explosives and did like a couple billion dollars worth of damage to a Russian gas pipeline. And I saw, you know, the, the online, you know, uh, public intelligence outfits like uh, Bellingcat trying to figure it out today. And they were like, well, we, we think it, they think it was like a, somebody rented a Polish yacht to launch the operation. For us. It's like, it's like good luck guys trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's always wild yeah. to me thinking about these dudes, actually like somebody did it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's wild to me that, these people are real somewhere, <laughs> like you know, like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's pretty wild. It's not like it's never as cool or as sexy as in the novels or the movies or whatever. But like 
those dudes still exist I mean, and they're doing the weirder, dirtier version of the same thing. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Depending on what the motives are, I mean, let's remove morality from it for a second. It was cool as fuck. I'm sure they do. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever did sure it was a fucking morality from the equation is like that's chapter one. That's yeah, like day one of uh, spy and, training. Without them knowing their motives, or they having a control universe where it didn't happen, and we don't know how the war played out or is played, we don't know how it ends already. Like it's like we don't know. Anytime you do something like this, you don't know the down the line effects of it. But like anyway, in that moment, the couple hours they did the operation, badass, moment. rad. Super rad. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it. With us, as always, is producer Matt, although he's joining us from a different location. That's right. He's out west. He's down here with me and Mark. We're all going to get together a little bit later. You guys jealous? You better be because you're not going to get to see him. You're still not going to That's right. Me and Mark get to see Matt. Y'all don't. The man yeah, of mystery we're going to- is now crossing state lines. Hold on, Mark. You going to tell people where we're going? Somebody nice, might nice come it. and see Matt. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say, yeah. we, we got to protect yeah. We got to protect Matt's identity here. So a, anyway, a, a steakhouse. I won't say the name of, but me and me and uh, yeah. me and Trey and Drew uh, love, and it's like this old, this old Hollywood vibe, and it's like the kind of place you feel like, yeah, mobster definitely got a, like a hand job from Marilyn Monroe in here. That's the place rules. Yeah, <laughs> narrowing it down a little bit, but anyway, he is with us on the ones and twos behind the scenes right now. This is Weekly Skews. Uh, before we continue, I, of course, want to remind you of the requisite items of business. Number one, if you'd like to see me perform live, go to TreyCrowder.com. I'll be in San Diego on Sunday. Uh, and then later this month, we're going to be in uh, Virginia, Frederick, Maryland, Philly. A lot of good dates coming up after that. Still adding plenty more for the rest of the year. So go to TreyCrowder.com. Check it out. Come and see me. Number two, my special is out. It's called Damn Boy. You can get it on Amazon right now. You can also get Corey Forrester and Drew Morgan specials, respectively. You can get them all together as the well-read comedy uh, special extraordinaire, or you can just get them individually, whatever you want to do. Either way, go on Amazon and check them out. Finally, number three, if you enjoy this program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. Go to weeklyskews.com slash more or just go on Patreon and search for my name. You'll find it either way. $5 a month gets you access to full-length bonus episodes. We're going to do another one later this week, right? Or did we just do one? I can't remember. Either way, we got we do them every other week. We're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we did one we hope, Friday. So yeah, yeah, we just did yeah. one. So yeah, yeah, check that one out. We get into things we don't have time for on the main show or things that come up in between or just shit we want to talk about, but we're having a lot of fun with it. We hope you'll check it out. Like I said, weeklyskews.com slash more or go on Patreon and look me up, sign up on there, get some more skews in your life. Now, as for the show tonight, as Mark alluded to up top, we're nothing if not even handed here at the skews. And tonight we're going to be talking about some moves that the Biden administration and big Democrat are making and have us scratching our heads to say the least siding with republicans on a dc crime bill and gutting the nation's food stamp program plunging millions of americans into poverty fun but before that we've got some other good stuff to talk about including of course where we begin the daily dumbass matt graphic please tonight's dd all of us as as a society for making Ron DeSantis think he needs to wear high heels if he wants to be the president. That's right. So if y'all don't know, president's got to be tall. We ain't, vo- we ain't voting for no short motherfucker out here, all right? Ron DeSantis <laughs> is five foot nine. That's the American average height for a male, all right? So not quite a short king, Ron DeSantis. But uh, all of our recent presidents have been 5'11 five, five or higher. So you got to mm-hmm. be tall or don't even try to show up, all right? So how is Ron DeSantis approaching this? Cowboy boots, baby. Big heeled cowboy boots, which seem to be doing the trick, Mark. I don't know. He's looking taller in pictures. I think he's uh yeah. you know, pulling them off. Wait, if you got this picture of him next to Tiger Woods, Matt, boy. Okay, there yeah. it is. So Tiger Woods is six one. See? Yeah. So Dance Dan's clock in at six two in that pick, unless he's standing on the Apple box or something. Uh <laughs> this is like so DeSantis is an Italian guy from Florida. <laughs> he's wearing it, uh, 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 cowboy boots. Now, cowboy boots come in a bunch of different varieties. He's got the ones the absolute highest heels, which you would only wear for actually riding horses. All right, right. They, there's no other reason to fucking wear them. And right. here he is because of stirrup <laughs> reasons. They fit the right. stirrups pair, the ones with the big ass heels on them. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, so yeah, trade well, there, trade I mean, no. Also, there's if you you know don't want people to think you're short and thus not vote for you for president that's the other reason why you might wear a mark that and riding horses i can't get over like what was the last who was the last bald president we had teddy roosevelt 
Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Got, I don't, wasn't, Eisen, wasn't Eisenhower bald? Oh, yeah. Eisenhower. Yeah. Okay. And I guess Jimmy Jimmy Carter had a had, had like the, the, the bald spot in the middle. Uh, but yeah, you got you got a good head of hair. In general, you have to, have to have to have a good head of hair, which is why Biden has hair plugs. And you got to like be uh, at least five eleven and a half. The last the last shortest president was Jimmy Carter, five nine and a half. Biden six foot. Even if you're wondering, I looked it up. And Trump is uh, supposedly six three, but he quite obviously wears lifts because he can't help but lean forward all the time, like a centaur. Um, <laughs> so the last actually truly short president we had, uh, according to this piece, was William McKinley. Uh, it was 130 years ago, so definitely not since the advent of television. We can see how short people are. It's uh, so funny the things that like genuinely do matter to who can become president in this country. Like objectively speaking, you know, mm-hmm. and fucking like height, hair, the whole the whole classic. Like, who do you want to have a beer with? All this shit that like none of which matters at all in terms of their capacity to lead or govern or anything like that. But you know, we're just, that's just America, baby. Can't have no fucking short ass bald dipshit up there. Well, actually we can have the dipshit parts fine, but you know, yeah. uh, Well, I'm I'm five, nine and bald. So uh, my presidential dreams are over. Yeah. I think Um, we're out. The, uh, so (laughs) I like, it's so weird. I was reading a writer's room once where like, it was a bunch of uh, people that were like all over six feet and they started roasting me for being short one day. And I was like, I never, it never occurred to me. I was short. Never thought about it. I could reach everything I want to reach. So I never, <laughs> well, dude, never. I don't know how you're going to react to this, but I was in Texas this weekend and there's this, uh, there's this kid who opens for me sometimes his name's Maverick and he's, uh, he's five, nine. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got a whole bit that he does about how short he is, how, it's hard to date when you're short guy, like Tinder sucks mm-hmm. when you're short. Cause the whole thing, you know, gotta be six foot on Tinder or whatever. <laughs> this whole thing about how girls talk to him, like, Oh, what's up little fella, all this shit. And like, it all just, it all plays. You know what I mean? Like the audience, like is totally going with it. Like he is a little guy. And I'll tell him, I'm started- like, you're like, you're like the average height. You're not that short. And he's like, yeah, but you know, <laughs> look at when how everybody reacts when I say I'm short. So, <laughs> Yeah. When you started that story, I was going to say, I bet that's a fun dating app thing. Cause like I've read yeah. about high discrimination dating apps, but I never personally experienced it. Cause like, you know, I'm old, um, but yeah, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, but speaking of DeSantis, I somehow missed this story from last fall. It's in Harper's uh, speaking of uh, we're talking about DeSantis. I knew that DeSantis was in the Navy after Harvard law school and in the JAG Corps. I did not know he was stationed at Guantanamo Bay. And I also did not know that his job there was supposedly to make sure that America was following uh, following uh, human rights laws. But instead, he was enthusiastically participating in torture. Mm-hmm. Um, is the interview with the guy who's, who was there? He, he's interviewed by, by an American combat veteran. Uh, his last name is Preisner. This guy, this inmate's name was Adafi. Adafi. Um, and just to get this out of the way, like we never tried any of the guys in Guantanamo Bay, and we let them. We just let them a lot, a lot of them go. Cause like the war was such chaos. We we're paying people cash for tips that like a lot of people just sold their, their, you know, people they didn't like to America and we tortured them for 20 years. All right. Maybe this guy was in the Taliban. Maybe he's just a guy. I don't fucking know. But either way, I don't think they were trying to do a hunger strike and DeSantis helped uh, like hold these guys down and force feed them insure. And then also gave them medicine to give them diarrhea. And he was there for a lot of beatings. This guy remembers DeSantis laughing in his face. So yeah, DeSantis yeah. is evil. Yeah, right. And and I feel like this whole thing totally checks out with with everything we know about Ron DeSantis. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, mm-hmm. so he can say uh, not well, not that he would, considering the side he's on. But it's like you know, his job was to make sure the prisoners at Guantanamo Bay were being treated humanely, right? But that makes him kind of like a narc to the uh, the guards and the people there uh-huh. at the facility, right? So instead to ingratiate himself to them. He just totally just, you know, actively participates in it and shirks his, you know, ostensible job duties in favor of, uh, you know, getting in good with the other people there. And also, look, and also, I'm sure he just enjoyed watching these dudes get tortured. <laughs> I'm, not trying, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to downplay that part. I'm sure the laughter was genuine and the guffawing as they were fucking choking on the insure. They were being force fed and then throwing back up onto the shoes of the guards and stuff. I'm sure he found that to be a laugh riot very genuinely, but it, yeah. it also just like, it just fits. It fits perfectly 
in you know who I view Ron DeSantis to be the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You said not fulfilling his job duties, but he also wasn't fulfilling his duties as you know, uh, you know, a naval a, officer, a lawyer, a human being, human a man. being, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Um, and the laughing is like you can't even do the. Okay, I understand the height of the war on terror; people are pretty jacked up and stuff. You can do the just following orders bit, but the orders were not to fucking laugh and enjoy it like this. So uh, yeah, uh, fuck Ron DeSantis. We talked about on Friday on the Patreon. We got into whether like DeSantis is worse than Trump, and I'm pretty confident that I that I'm this is just my opinion that DeSantis is worse than Trump. So yeah, yeah. All right, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass. Speaking of Trump, our first honorable mention is Joe Biden for thinking he could beat Donald Trump in a game of wall hide and seek. Matt, you got this clip. Go ahead and play it for us. The wall was sitting there waiting to be installed. The easiest part, and Biden, they took it away so that Texas and Arizona couldn't use it. Texas and Arizona said, could we use that wall? We'll finish it right up. And they said no. And they actually took it away and they hid it. They put it in a hiding area, which, of course, was revealed pretty quickly. All you have to do is send a couple of helicopters up. All right. Yep. <laughs> Under my leadership, we Joe Biden, seal it up. Kind of the hiding Joe, area. Joe Biden put the Trump had built the wall. He hadn't. It was almost finished. It wasn't. And Joe Biden took it away. He didn't. And put it in a hiding spot. He didn't. Which you can see from helicopters that Trump apparently still has control over. Which he doesn't. Uh, yeah, this is this is from CPAC over the weekend. Um, uh, it's, like, it's also if it's like like Arizona and Texas sitting there being like, "Hey, can we please use that wall?" And Joe Biden was like, "No, I'm taking the wall, the whole wall." It's like, how did he transport the entire wall? Like, take it to the officially designated wall hiding area that we have. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the whole thing is so comically sophomoric and stupid. Yeah. I like, I wonder, like you watch this stuff and like, do people listening to this? I mean, I they enjoy it, but do they believe it? You know what I'm saying? Is it just like, does, does it, I, no, I guess it doesn't I matter. I think so. Yeah. I think they do. Most yeah. of them. Uh, yeah. This is a CPAC over the weekend, which is a real scene for the, uh, Dozens of people that actually showed up. And that's why I wanted to make Donald mention, uh, the next I don't want to mention, uh, crowd shots for misleading about the strength of our movement. Check out this uh, applause line, Kim of the Guilfoyle guy. Yeah, this is great. Because all of us in this room have one message to Joe Biden. It is time to put America first. Uh, I've done some shows like that, Cam. Uh, <laughs> there's another video I saw. Yeah, I've done that show too. Uh, it, it, it was too too long for the payoff, but uh, Wayne Lapierre, you know, the guy that runs the NRA, was giving a long speech. But you know, because the the government was uh, suing NRA because the Wayne Lapierre had stolen a bunch of money, essentially, and he was saying it was politically motivated, which maybe it was. I don't know. But he's saying like we they cannot be allowed to stand. A big applause line, and literally one guy goes boo. <laughs> <laughs> His, his big bowl with one guy. Here's what here's what I don't get about this. I love seeing this, of course, but like I don't know. They still win elections and shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like you see this, and it's like, oh, people are losing enthusiasm or whatever, but I don't know. Then it doesn't seem like that on election day. And also, like, you know, they seem to get pretty fired up and they seem to be pretty you know, you go through certain parts of the country, they seem to be pretty uh, ubiquitous, but yeah. uh, maybe they just ain't got CPAC money or maybe CPAC's one of those things. You're like, ah, if you've been to one, you've been to all of them and they keep having fucking five a year or whatever. So uh-huh. maybe even these people are like, I'll skip the next three. Maybe I'll go back in 2024. I don't know. I just. Well, they, they had Trump was a, their big headliner, obviously, and they had some of the big names there. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was there. Uh, Jair Bolsonaro, Donald Trump Jr., but a bunch of big names like DeSantis, Pence, and Kevin McCarthy skipped it. Um, and the reason why was one of the things that affected the tennis this year is the guy who runs these, but his name is Matt Schlapp, and he was accused of groping a male staffer of Hugh Herschel Walker's campaign back in the fall. He's being sued for it. Um, they said the story goes he was driving him back to his hotel, and Matt Schlapp just grabbed his dick and tried to get him to come up to his room. And because this guy's a Republican staffer, he has more credibility than you know a woman would to these people. Sure. Um, so, so like, yeah, the quote was. Um, 
Let me find this guy's quote. An interview with NBC News, one anonymous GOP operative said that top Republicans had already come to, the view, come to view the conference as a chore in recent years. And someone said to me, quote, we all wanted an excuse not to go and Slap gave it to us. So, yeah, was, these things are boring and Matt Slap being a pervert allegedly uh, let them off the hook. Um, they, had a, they, had a, they had a bunch of like real banging events. Only you get a couple of my favorite co- uh, panels they had. No Chinese balloon above Tennessee, hosted by Marsha Blackburn, your home stater. Mm-hmm. At, Take a stand, Marsha. That's right. Mm-hmm. No we Chinese balloon above Tennessee. Like, uh, well, you're doing great. Doing great, Marsha. <laughs> Seems like <laughs> since there aren't any or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Finish the wall, build the dome was another one. They want to cover America in a dome to <laughs> kill illegals from coming in through trebuchet, I guess. And yeah. then <laughs> another one was Don Lemon has passed his prime time, which like no one except for Don Lemon thinks about Don Lemon that much. And I don't understand what the fuck these people are. I, I think it I think it was that's about him saying a couple weeks ago saying that Nikki Haley was past her prime or something. Um, my least favorite moment was a guy named Michael Knowles who writes for yeah. Ben Shapiro's website. He got a loud cheer for saying that quote, transgenderism must be eradicated from public life. And I didn't want to show the clip cause it's fucking gross and fuck that guy. Um, and he, he threatened to sue people that quoted him accurately for saying he was, he was approaching genocidal rhetoric because his arguments like, well, I'm saying I want to ban transgenderism. I don't want to like kill transgender people. And my thing right. is like substitute another ism for that Judaism. Right. Right. Um, seems pretty yeah, clear to no. me. Yeah, I mean, it's literally genocidal rhetoric. <laughs> Transgenderism should be eradicated from public life. I don't see any other way to interpret that. I saw also somebody, they're passing around this uh, photo of that dude with a uh, a drag queen or trans person or yeah. someone, did you say, then by the name of Lady Maga, like Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. but it's Maga. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work. It only works if you don't say it. It's one of those approximate uh, you know, situations, but anyway, um, sitting there, you know, with a big smile, which doesn't prove anything. Those people take pictures with whoever, either way it's fucking, it's, uh, yeah, they're just like the whole saying the quiet part out loud thing. They've been getting way, uh, more brazen about in recent years. And now they're just, especially with trans again, ever since it's like, ever since they either found out, remembered or started to care that transgender people exist, Round about 2016, you know, mm-hmm. they've just really zeroed in on them and they're seeing how far they can push it, you know, and it keeps getting wilder and wilder like like this. Yeah. There's a bunch of really gross laws being passed recently trying to ban tra- trans trans affirming care, not just for kids, but for adults as well. Um, so now 40 year old people can't decide what to do with their bodies. So uh, they, they're, they're branched out from women and going after everybody. Um, to finish up with Trump's speech, because he's quite clearly in campaign mode, uh, it was pretty fucking apocalyptic. Uh, I mean, that literally said America, uh, the country is in an epic battle against sinister forces. The nation's becoming crime ridden, fil- a crime ridden, filthy communist nightmare. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I'm your warrior. I'm your justice. And for those who've been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. Yeah. Uh, he's a terror that flaps in the night, Trey. Uh, it was. Yeah. I'm. Tra- I wonder. Uh, I bet they had to talk him. I, like, I wonder who removed the word "divine" from that last statement. You know what I mean? Divine retribution. I'm sure, he yeah. wanted to throw that in there. I'm surprised he surprised he showed enough restraint to not do so. Yeah, the rhetoric is pretty clear because the movement can live on without him. But he's trying to say, like, if you don't elect me personally, then you will have lost. Right. Yeah. So uh, there was a one bit of. <laughs> I don't hate to call it levity, but he talked about, we talked about Friday about his future cities thing. He wants to do, he wants to build Jetsons like cities uh, with uh, anyway, but play this video because the end is pretty, uh, the end's pretty funny. Uh, Matt, you got it. Maybe it won't play. It's buffering everybody. You guys remember that? Yeah. Matt's in a hotel guys. It's also wow. that it, twi- Twitter's been buggy lately. Anyway, so I, you can take it off, Matt. I'll just tell people what he said. So he, he talked about the future cities and how we need to, like, the government needs to regulate architecture to do different – but anyway, at the end, he goes, he's got a plan to help, you know, solve America's population crisis by uh, baby bonuses. So he says his baby's go- basically going to pay families to have new children, which I, I, any any improvement in social, na- social network, uh, social safety net, I'm – in favor of and uh, but he said what he said is like i'm going to pay women to have more kids 
And he goes, you men are going to be so lucky. So even then he frames that as paying women to fuck their husbands more. Yes. <laughs> and I agree. I agree with you about that. It's very Trumpy and the whole thing. He's like, you men are so lucky. You're so lucky. We you know, God, we're going to have a baby. Boom. It's going to be great. But like, uh, you alluded to this. That's like, if any like Democrat politician said that, I feel like they'd lose their minds. Kind we're going to get, we're going to give women money to have more babies. They would automatically interpret that as like black welfare Queens or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like immediately. And they yeah. would lose their minds booing and hissing and everything. But he says it and they're like, yeah, it's going to be great. More fucking. we get more, get more yeah. fucking in here. That's America, baby. And it's like, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's also, typical. it's also, how can you, it also, like we're talking about, we're talking about their effort to end food stamps in a little bit. And it's like, so it goes, it goes along with the Republican idea that every baby should be born and there should be more but, babies born. But the right. minute they leave the hospital, life is Fuck a fucking them. nature red and tooth and claw, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, if you're wondering how the fuck it's possible for Democrats to ever lose elections to fucking idiot, uh, moron animals like this, we're about to tell you. So Joe Biden did two things in the past week, or that they're coming to fruition this past week, that I find absolutely maddening and infuriating. I don't even understand. The policy ramifications are pretty horrific, but I also don't understand the politics of it, because the people that like Trump aren't going to switch over to Biden because he pretends to be harder on crime or something. Right. Right. So this first piece I want to talk about is why Biden stabbed DC in the back. So basically Washington DC um, passed a bill to restructure their criminal codes and right-wing media did a bunch of fear mongering about it, saying a bunch of shit that's absolutely untrue that we'll get to in a second. And uh, because DC has home rule, the, 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 you know, Congress and the president can overrule anything they do. Republicans tried to pass the bill to do so. Um, they did with one democratic vote, Joe Manchin, because Biden had single signal that he would veto it. So he had covered to every Democrat to vote against it. And then after they'd all committed to voting against it, he tweeted that he was going to sign it and fuck them into looking stupid. And a lot of them switched to vote for the bill. They had previously said they're going to vote against so, um, this is also the context of Biden has argued that DC should be a state, right? Right. So DC, they you know their license plates in DC say taxation without representation because uh, mm-hmm. you know they don't have any representation or very little autonomy. They're like kind of just uh, they don't they're not they don't have much in the way of self governance, which Biden has always said is bullshit and should not be. Now they make an attempt at self-governance. The Republicans move to shut it down. And then Biden at the 11th hour switches course and uh, sides with them in doing so while mm-hmm. still saying he thinks they should be a state and have some autonomy, which is well, some me, uh, both sides of your mouth talking type bullshit. Yeah. Let me let me quote Joe Biden himself. Any denial of self-governance in D.C., he proclaimed, is an affront to the democratic values in which our nation was founded. Okay. Um, let's talk about the actual bill because for some, for some reason, the media doesn't ever actually talk about what's in the fucking law. You heard a bunch of stuff about, uh, legalizing carjacking or something, which is absolutely not true. Um, the basic idea here is they hadn't reformed their, their criminal laws in like 122 years, I think. So there's a bunch of stuff that like, it was just written, written weirdly in a modern context. For example, the, the current statute, um, had, had one robbery statute with a maximum penalty of 15 years. It covered everything from nonviolent pickpocketing to beating a victim to the point of near death. All right. Um, also, they, did, they had an inability to prosecute people for shooting guns off within city limits if they did or if they weren't trying to, if they couldn't prove they were trying to harm or kill somebody. You had to have intent to harm somebody. Otherwise, you could just fucking shoot cans or shoot in the area, use me sand style. And right. Because, yeah. As I said before, as I said to you before we started, because when their current criminal code was written, you know, it was like if Grover Cleveland wins re-election, you just fucking you start shooting out of the air on the White House lawn or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a little good old, good old yeah. fashioned frontier fun or whatever. You're not going to criminalize that. Everybody needs to be able to shoot their guns in the air, Yosemite Sam style, in celebration. But mm-hmm. probably not in 2023. But the way their laws are written, you can still do that type of shit. So like they have these ancient criminal codes they're trying to bring up to speed. It gets reported on and talked about, especially by Republicans, as them being softer on crime 
And mm-hmm. Biden doesn't want to seem soft on crime, so he sides with the Republicans on it, even though the bill is not necessarily soft on crime. It's just like a it, modernization effort, pretty much. Because they also right. say, like, D.C.'s off. Our nation's capital is, a, you know, crime-ridden hellhole. It's all, it's insanely dangerous, and now they want to do this. Also, and I, look, I know there's different parts of every city, but I go to D.C. pretty much every year, and I fucking love it. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like... It's not Fallujah for anybody that's not, that's not been to D.C., you know. So, like, yeah. they overstate the issues in the first place and then act like D.C. actively wants it to get worse and only the Republicans care enough to stop it from getting worse or whatever. Yeah. And Biden is, like, it, tacitly supporting that narrative, basically. My, my beef with the law, I think it was still overly draconian. Like, the purpose of the law that someone got, ever got lost in here was to make it easier to prosecute crimes. They were trying to lock more people up. That was the purpose of this, this bill, but somehow it got construed as being soft on crime. Um, like, like for example, the thing that the thing people talked about on cable news all the time was like they lowered the carjacking maximum from forty years to twenty four. The way they did that was they surveyed the census people actually got and found the judges were usually giving people about fifteen. So they lowered the maximum from forty to twenty four because no one was getting forty anyway. And also, like they left, they left a little room above the fifteen in case somebody did something especially egregious, like I don't know, kidnap. I mean, you know, like steal a car with kids in it or something. But like. I want to see the. I want to meet the carjacker. Since this is about incentives, we're talking about Joe Biden's incentives here for a second. But like, in a second, but like, I want to meet the carjacker who's like, I will carjack if I only have to give up twenty four years of my goddamn life in prison, but not forty. Right. Who is this fucking person? Yeah. Like, have these people thought about what's like to even spend like a year in jail? It's not fucking pleasant. It's not a year in prison. It's like this is fucking stupid and awful. But like, it gets so lost. What the actual truth of this is, no one, it, it, like the other media doesn't talk about the politics of it, the horse race shit. No one talks about what's actually in the bill. Like, look at this idiotic framing. I want to, I want to, I want to talk about and meet the press. Talked about this on Sunday. If you got the video, man. <clears throat> Let's see here. So, if y'all behind the scenes, what Matt does, he skips ahead trying to get ahead in the rundown, and then he. <laughs> President Biden essentially said he was not going to veto the Republican override of this law. And essentially, Democrats are saying he doesn't want to look soft on crime. Is is the D.C. City Council out of step with where the National Democratic Party is on what has become a really critical issue? Oh, no. In fact, the bill that is getting all this controversy is is a version of the model penal code uh, that many, many states have adopted. That's what's so frustrating about this. But the yeah. uh, the um, the bill has been reframed by uh, the Republicans in the House and the Senate. Uh, so, I mean, let's just take the crime of carjacking. Our current law has a 40-year maximum penalty. Judges don't sentence 40 years. They sentence 15, 15, one, five, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Our, our revised bill has uh, at 24 years. Uh, let's take Tennessee, where Senator Haggerty's from. Their maximum is 12 years. Mm-hmm. No, we're right. not out of step. Got, got yeah. it, Matt. It's amazing what arguments look like if you put actual facts in them, right? Um, why am I having to tell people this? Why is the news not fucking telling people this? Right. <laughs> why is why is the news lady giving a, a bad faith argument in the form of a question to this guy and leave it to him to say some actual facts? You're the fucking reporter. You can read the bill. Right. Um, and I just like I need Joe Biden to show me the guy who was going to vote Republican when a carjacker got 24 years. But we'll now vote for him because a carjacker got 40 when he's not going to get fucking 40. Right. Also, also that somebody- guy's not going to know any of that anyway. And also, but just like they're not going to know any of the specifics. And even in a broader sense, like show me the guy that was going to vote against Joe Biden. But then it's like, oh, OK, actually, I'm with him. Because he sided with the Republicans on this thing, you know what I mean? Like, uh, oh, all right, he, all that, all that dude is going to look at is that as Biden being, you know, whipped into submission by the people who he's with anyway. You know right. what I mean? So it's just like a victory for his people, and yeah, that's what you get, fucking Biden. That's that's the only perspective he's going to have. Anybody who remembers this and when they go to vote is going to remember that Joe Biden was on the verge of being very soft on crime, but was defeated and browbeaten by manly, strong, tough on crime Republicans. He doesn't get right. any points out of this. 
He fucked over Washington, Washington D.C. He fucked over anybody who has the bad luck to get caught up in the criminal justice system. He fucked over, uh, uh, you know, Democrats in the House and the Senate for for what? I can't I can't even figure out what the goal was. Um, and it, we're so st- like, only thing I can figure out is that Joe Biden saw this ad put up by the National Republican uh, Senate Campaign Committee because um, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> And it makes it like this. Joe Biden was legalizing this or something. Should we be softer on crime like Democrats want? Or should we be tougher on crime like Republicans and the American people want? That is the debate. The D.C. Council voted today to completely overhaul the district's criminal code. Removing most mandatory minimum sentences. Residents who live in the area say they do not feel safe. I have residents who are concerned about their safety. Right. A violent weekend have. in the district. That's fucking, that's dystopian, right? It looks like D.C. Yeah. is like Mad Max or some right. shit. Escape from New York. Um, I tried to watch some Fox, Fox News coverage of this. And when I clicked on an episode, uh, uh, a clip from Neil Cavuto... The pre-roll ad in the Fox News website was for the show Cops, <laughs> which yeah. felt so fucking perfect. It's all copaganda all the time. Um, so anyway. I mean, I hate how draconian America is about crime in general on both sides, really. to the, Like, we don't really believe in second chances. People get thrown in the trash. It's all about, like, it's all entirely punitive. There's no rehabilitation involved. And you can't say any of that without people thinking you're soft on crime, like you're just okay with crime. Like, nobody's okay with crime, right? But if you catch these people, desperation leads to crime. People commit crimes. And if you take that person and you remove the few options that they did have from them forever, what the mm-hmm. fuck do you think is going to happen after that? Like, it right. just doesn't, it doesn't make any common sense to me to treat crime in general the way that we do you know uh like we got a massively high recidivism rate we fucking imprison way more people per capita than any other like developing country oh i got the numbers right here let me me, me read them to you the united states has 4.2 percent of the world's population and houses around 20 percent of its prisoners if locking people up stopped crime america would have zero fucking crime right exactly the freest country in the world locks up more of its people than Russia, China, Saudi Arabia. See, right. that's crazy. And like, you can't, but you can't, you can't say any of that. I mean, we can say it, but you know what I mean? Like, like, because now you're soft on crime. Like, what are we supposed to do? Just let them roam the streets. It's like, try something else, you know, try fucking Anything. education, of- rehabilitation and all that type of shit and social welfare, make people less desperate, take care of people more generally. There's a million things you could do to try to address right. it that don't involve just cracking heads, which is all they want to do, which doesn't fucking I, work. I looked it up, by the way, and according to the Metropolitan Police, DC's crime DC's crime was down from twenty two uh, from twenty one to twenty two. Whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. I, I do want to say, like, crime is bad. I wish there was no crime. Being robbed sucks. All right, I'm not saying that we should legalize crime, let everybody out of prison, although it'll let a lot right. of them out that don't need to be there. But like, my my, my friend's house got robbed recently. Um, they're, they're really well off. They live in a gated community with private security. They had guns in the house. They happened to not be home, but they literally could not be any more safe. They could not be any more safe. I'm not saying guns. I know we do. I know the statistics don't make you safe. I'm saying they're doing everything they could to protect themselves. They still got robbed, right? The cop who's assigned their case, the detective told them two big lies. One, he said he probably couldn't solve because LAPD had been defunded. Their budget went up like 10%. That's just a fucking brave. That's a brazen lie. That's very easily Googleable in like 10 seconds. The second one lie was that but even if they caught the guy los angeles los angeles prosecutors who's a mild reformist probably wouldn't prosecute him anyway now that's more egregious and cynical because one the one thing reform prosecutors do that might affect this case at all would help them solve it because what they do is they stop prosecuting bullshit low-level arrests like loitering and low and, and personal use drug possession so cops have more resources to focus on cases exactly like my friend's which any smart-minded, well-meaning cop or prosecutor would be focused on because they were organized, they're professional, they had a plan, which means they do it professionally, which means they'll do it again, they'll do it soon. That's the case they'd be focusing on, but he was lying saying he couldn't focus on it. It was, it was it's, it's the inverse of fucking reality, right? And it's it just like the, the fact that you would lie like that drives me absolutely insane because like you do need to focus on professional criminals who are organized because, yeah, they're, they're going to keep robbing people. It makes people feel violated. My car got broken. The only crime I've been a victim of that I know of is my car got broken into a couple times. It's not fun. It sucks. Um, 
But like, as long as there are bills, like you said, as long as there's hunger, there's going to be crime, right? Which is why the second part of this I want to talk about may be even more furious. Joe Biden is rapidly, accidentally or semi on purpose, shrinking the welfare state that mm-hmm. <laughs> was rapidly expanded during COVID and was doing a lot of good for people. Um, in March 1st, the federal government will shut off enhanced SNAP benefits for 32 states, D.C., Guam, and the Virgin Islands. That's food stamps, if you guys are familiar with uh, federal acronyms. Um, about 42 million people are on food stamps. This is going to affect a lot of them. Um, almost all recipients will get $90 less per month on food, food aid at the beginning of the last two years. Uh, a family of four gets their monthly benefit cut by $330 a month, and seniors get benefits drop from 281 to just $23. Senior citizens are going to lose two hundred and almost two hundred sixty of their two hundred eighty dollars in food money. Um, and that that the total is like thirty one million Americans. It's about ten percent of American citizens have been thrown off what's been called the hunger cliff. Um, why? Why? Yeah, right. Exactly. I just why? don't. I mean, but literally though, why? <laughs> it's like they just don't view it as a fight worth fighting, or what the. I mean, what's I haven't the heard any de- problem? I haven't heard any Democrat make any noise about this at all. Republicans, the, the last thing we talked about, the crime stuff, screamed about this at the top of their lungs so they got what they wanted. I haven't heard one single Democrat defend what is presently the status quo. We're not asking to pass anything new. We're asking to pass legislation to keep the current status. Yeah. No one's even, like, keeping the status quo is the easiest thing to do in government. <laughs> it's literally a layup. The one study from the Urban Institute found that the extra allotments kept 4.2 million people above the poverty line in the last quarter of 2021. It re- that reduced poverty by 10% and child poverty by 14%. Um, and no one even wanted this. Like, it wasn't just effective at fighting poverty. It was also really popular. Both rural and urban Americans overwhelmingly supported the expanded program, according to the last su- survey done about it. How many things unite your rural and your urban Americans at this point? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just don't it like this type of shit. This should be the easiest thing in the world for the Democrats to do, you know, uh, it's stuff like that, you know, help people, uh, poor people in particular. Like you said, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's not even passing sweeping legislation to give people way more money. So everybody starts bitching about, well, who's going to pay for this? My tax is paying for this. It's just keeping the shit that's already there, you know, that has proven effective. So what possible reason could there be for not? Is it because behind closed doors, they've been told like, hey, we're going to let that expire. And if you try to fight us, we're not going to, I don't know, work with you on some other thing like they had to pick and choose. No, they didn't. It it was part of a deal in December. uh, Democrats made the Republicans to avoid a government shutdown. So they got temporary extension in government funding to eliminate this uh, extension SNAP benefits. And by okay. the way, remember the context here is Democrats held both the House and Senate until no, uh, until January. Yeah. They could have passed a government funding bill at any point, at any fucking point. They could have abolished the debt ceiling. By the way, they gave away this, forget the morality of keeping people from starving to death for a second. Um, d- Republicans are going to ask for some concession to raise the debt ceiling. They've already said they won't. They're not going to uh, uh, broach uh, cutting back Social Security and Medicaid. They'll never vote to cut defense spending. What's left is essentially SNAP. So even if you're going to give it away, you should save it to give it away later, just from basic gamesmanship. So this is just malpractice on, a, on every level. But like, this is a context where like grocery bills are 11.38 percent higher in January than a year earlier as food as food producers bank record profits. And I want to say fuck this guy for a second. The, this piece I'm quoting from um, had a, quoted from an earnings call from a chain called Grocery Outlet. It was a discount supermarket chain that gets a lot of snap. Uh, um, uh, Dis- discount snap. Grocery Outlet? Yeah. I, I called, go there all the time. What, go, yeah. go ahead. It's called Grocery Outlet. Yeah, is, is the name of it. Um, the company's chief financial officer cheered the coming reductions. In many ways, old investors it's good for a model those benefits decline. It puts more pressure on those consumers and they come to us to stretch their dollar. He's saying it's good right. that people have less money to spend on food because they have to shop here. Yeah, right, because the food's cheaper there. Yeah. Right. So fuck him. Um, I can't even say what I want to happen to him. Um, so, but like, what's the politics of this? This was this was popular. Like, show me the guy who was, wasn't going to vote for Democrats, but will now because his neighbor's kids are hungry? Right. 
Show me this fucking guy. So I can burn his fucking house down. He sucks. It's this just that like, people don't, people on food stamps, like, you know, nobody gives a fuck about them, man. <laughs> nobody on either side. And like, this just makes it so clear. And I know you're about to queue up this, uh, this video here in a minute of Kennedy, right? This is, this infuriates me. Yeah. Because, like, I want to, I want to say this. So la- last week I talked about the inflation crisis and I put air quotes around it, not because I want to minimize people's suffering or trying to struggle to pay for groceries, but the way it's talked about as a problem for the economy, as opposed to the human beings that live in our country is fucking right. stupid. And you talk about nobody gives a fuck about him, but there's probably 42 million people. It'd be hard pressed to find someone who doesn't know someone on food stamps. They might not right. tell you they're on food stamps, but you absolutely know somebody probably who's on food stamps, unless you live in like a wealthy gated community and come for money. Um, but yeah, so, but when you talk about fighting inflation, this is one of the ways they do it. Because if people have less money to spend on food, there's less demand for food, food prices go down. Inflation looks better. They're starving people to make the lines on the economy chart look better. And I bitched about the Fed uh, crushing the empl- employment market to try to bring inflation down, which is a similar strategy. I have, I think maybe I've seen Bernie and AOC bring it up. And now here you have John Kennedy, a Republican from Louisiana, the guy that sounds like Foghorn Leghorn in the cartoon yeah. market all. We had a baby. Uh, he brought it up yes. today. You're raising interest rates to slow the economy, are you not? Yes, to cool the economy off. Um, and one of the ways you measure your success, other than fluctuation in gross domestic product, is the unemployment rate. Is it not? Yes, one of the measures. Okay. So in effect, this, I'm not being critical. When you're slowing the economy, you're trying to put people out of work. That's your job, is it not? Not really. We're trying to we're trying to restore price stability. No, um, you're trying you're trying to raise not the wages. Un, you're trying to raise the unemployment rate. There are and, a lot, and so there are a lot of me, that me. I know you uh, don't you like the phrase. So he's not going to answer the question. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's two steps. For, that's what he's trying to do. It's like I lower interest rates. Companies have money to, to invest. They hire fewer people or fire more people. There's less money in the economy. Inflation goes down. It's one of the it's one steps in the chain. So he doesn't want to say yes. But lowering employment is absolutely part. We've just talked about this before. But like, it's not just if the economy has to have live human beings fed to it to function. What's the right. fucking point of it? What also and, just pisses me off that it's like that they've allowed <laughs> or uh, made it so that a dude like uh, Kennedy, there, as you said, fucking Senator Foghorn Leghorn, like a renowned mm-hmm. dipshit, is like on the left of the administration on this, like, and that he's coming across as like, I watched that and I don't know anything about him or whatever. And I'm like, hell yeah, fucking go after his ass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, get him. You know, they're going to run to the left. (laughs) They're going to run to the left, especially if Trump's the nominee, Trump can come in and say, I send you extra money during COVID. I raised unemployment. I expanded the child uh, tax credit. I fucking increased health uh, snap benefits. I did, and what's Biden going to say? Because like Biden's let the child tax credit, which was his, one of his signature policies in the American Rescue Plan, uh, he, that have child poverty. He quietly let it expire. Um, they're they're about to like cut back on Medicaid. The Medicaid expansion happened during COVID. That expires March thirty first. Um, somewhere between five and fourteen million people will pr- promptly lose Medicaid coverage once that happens. And all these things are effective and popular, and they're just like when when everyone's unemployed. And broke, and food stamps and healthcare run out next year, and then fuck the elections next year. We're about to do yeah. this again. I just <laughs> occurred to me earlier today. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not good. You're freaking me out, buddy. Uh, I just don't understand why. Just the why of it all. I don't get. I mean, I guess it's that the it, fucking inflation. Everybody's bitching about inflation. Oh, we got to cool the economy off or whatever to fix inflation. And this is just another element of that. And it's like, at what cost? Like, if poverty was halved, if poverty was halved, less people were hungry, more people were employed. I don't care what the fucking chart says, man. (laughs) Also, all these companies are making record profits, too, during this inflationary period. It's like, well, something clearly ain't right there either. Like, address that part. Like, they're Mm. gouging people. And they're just getting away with it. And instead of that, they're fucking, you know, taking people's jobs. And <laughs> Jeff Curry says, Amish here raised the price of a dozen eggs from a dollar to a dollar fifty. Greedy Amish. <laughs> I don't think people realize Amish people are rich. 
They got a ton of fucking money, dog. Because uh, they don't spend any. They just use it to buy more land and accrue more real estate. They fucking, uh, they, they've been prosperous. Shell um, B says, my friend is disabled and living on 700 a month. They just cut her food stamps by $90. Yeah. I do want to say, um, like the if you guys want to do something and try to impact this, um, the farm bill, which which covers SNAP benefits and food stamps and a couple other uh, uh, welfare programs, comes up for a vote every five years. And this is the year. Um, uh, so if you want to call your reps and yell at them about this, uh, feel free. And it may, might have an effect on the margins. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. <coughs> Keep it going, Matt. Beverly Beverly Walluer says, uh, sorry, Bob, says senior citizens, the handicapped military families and working families are a lot of the recipients of food stamps. No, I mean, I know, like, I, I'm just saying like, uh, I mean, I was yeah. on food, I was on food stamps for my entire childhood. And then through a lot of my early twenties and stuff, I ate food bought with food stamps. So like, believe me, I know I'm just saying like, it's not a newsflash to like the people in power don't give a fuck about the people at the bottom of the ladder, which is all I was saying. Uh, Lola Podinsky says we measure the economy ass backwards. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, it ought to be trickle up it, economics. Um, you ever, I think I brought this up before. Have you ever heard Jeff Bezos do his uh, 100 billion humans thing? Mm, I, that sounds familiar, but I no, I don't think so. Basically, his argument for why we need to colonize Mars and the moon and shit is like, it, he's like, if we have 7 billion Amer uh, humans and uh, um, we get a Mozart and an Albert Einstein, then yeah, 100 billion, yeah. we'll get that yeah. times X number. Of, uh, but like, right. there's so much un untapped human potential. What if you just fed the kids that were hungry so they could study in That's school? That's so true, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like Mozarts and Einsteins have fucking starved to death in a slum in fucking mm -hmm. Brazil or wherever. Like a bunt way more than, you know, the ones that we're aware of. So yeah, that's such a good point. We should start with that first. Kim Cusato, longtime viewer says I'm skewer, longtime skewer says, unfortunately, Republicans who get food stamps still vote Republican. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's cause in my experience, it's cause they need their food stamps, Kim. It's different. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they're I've literally known multiple people like that, you know, who yeah. were welfare queens and food stamps and stuff who are on food stamps. They're like, well, I need mine. You know, they're just lazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's like I, I'm, I'm the category of people who deserves help and you're not. It's racist. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Shep says I was on food stamps after the military for a month or so. I needed help getting back into the world. I mean, yeah, look, I ended up being like I was on food stamps, pail grants, all that shit. And now I'm like a tax paying, contributing to society motherfucker. Now, I think I've well, given more tax paying. I don't think other one of us really contribute to society, but that's a different that's already for a different day. Well, I mean, taxes <laughs> contribute to society. But you're oh, right. Yeah. I mean, that what I yeah. do isn't. Yeah, not important. But like, I'm just uh, saying, like I the government made an investment in me as a person and the return on that investment by the time I'm dead will be fucking massive for the government. Like I, the, the shit does happen and the programs do work and people just, that part goes completely unacknowledged. You know, it's just, they're just drains on society is how people talk about them, but that's not fucking true. I, I mean, I every hate time, every time somebody, and I might've done this rant before. So stop me if I have, but like every time somebody, some politician, makes the mistake of pointing out that Cuba has a better literacy rate and better healthcare like outcomes and life expectancies than Americans. Like, oh, so you're a communist sympathizer? Mm -hmm. It's like, I wish somebody would give the right answer because the, the answer is like, no, it has nothing to do with communism. It's they invest in it. Any, any type of economic system can invest in their kids and their health and their, and their people and their education systems. We choose not to. Because like, the real answer is Cuba's a small country who neighbors a very, a very aggressive country near it who wants to destroy it. And they know that good health care and good educational systems are good for national security. So they invest in their people so their country is strong and defend itself. And that is the real answer. But why don't we do that? <laughs> yeah. It's a hell of a good question, Mark. I don't know. One that will go unanswered for quite some time, I would imagine. Well, mm -hmm. listen, y'all, I want to remind you again for uh, me, Mark, and Matt going to eat a bunch of meat here in a little bit. Go to TreyCrowder.com. You can find my special there at the top of that and also my tour dates. Please come and see me. We're having a good time out here on these streets. Also, um, you can go to WeeklySkews.com slash more, or you can go on Patreon and look me up. Sign up on there. Get bonus episodes of the show and support us in the process. We'd appreciate it. Either way, keep coming back every Skews day, and we will too. We'll see you in seven days. See you. Love you. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.